Hey, everybody. Thanks for downloading and listening to Episode 9 of the Real Talk Podcast. Well, welcome back to the Real Talk Podcast. We are recapping last week's message at Revive Church. We started a brand new learning series a couple weeks ago called He Said, She Said, where we're talking about communication in our relationships and how to make better relationships out of the ones we have or keep good ones when we start some. Before I get into that today, though, I just want to encourage you, go to Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Find me, S-T-E-P-H-A-N-K-I-L-G-O-R-E. Follow me on social media. I love engaging our audience and letting you see a little bit about what's going on here at the church behind the scenes, as well as a little bit of my personal life. Not too much because I'm not that transparent, but just enough to keep you engaged. All right, so let's get into the message from last week. We gave a message called When Happiness is Not an Option. And we kind of started out by talking about how when we go into a relationship, sometimes we have this understanding that this relationship is supposed to make me happy. And the second it stops making me happy is the second I bounce from the relationship because I believe that relationships should make me happy. And that's kind of what society teaches us today. If it doesn't make you happy, don't do it. Whatever makes you happy is natural, man. It's okay. And we pulled a quote from Scarlett Johansson where she said that relationships are a lot of work, which means that monogamy is not natural. And I said, yeah, I kind of agree with that. Monogamy is not a natural thing. It definitely takes a supernatural grace to get through a monogamous marriage or a monogamous relationship. But then also, relationships are work. It is hard work. But if both people are working toward the same goal, then things will always get better. And so a lot of times, though, when we go into a relationship, we think, hey, this is supposed to make me happy, and it doesn't. We run from that relationship because as soon as happiness breaks down, we don't feel good, and we don't want to work at making it good again. So let's get into some real talk. You know, when we first enter into a relationship, let's be honest, we are trying to do everything right. I use this example someday. You know, when I first started dating my high school girlfriend, I mean, I was bathing like twice, three times a day. I, I never did that, you know, as a kid. I never took a shower that many times, but you know, I always wanted to be clean. I always wanted to say the right things. I wanted to smell good. I didn't want my breath to smell bad. I always carried around breath mints and all this stuff. And my wife's probably listening to this right now and thinking, why don't you do that today? Anyway, um, but you know, I wanted everything to be really, really good. And I think we do that when we first enter into a relationship, not just a dating relationship, but just a friendship, getting to know someone. We say the right things. Why? Because we haven't accumulated a level of, of, of transparency with someone where we're comfortable enough to let them see the real us. But as you mature in that relationship, you find that it gets harder and harder to cover up your flaws. It gets harder and harder to let things go. It gets harder and harder. You got to shave your legs more often or less often. You think, hey, well, I'm not going to shave my legs this time when we go out, you know? Why? Well, because it takes so much time and, and, and you know what? I might say the wrong things or, you know, I might forget to brush my teeth. And, and it becomes more and more infrequent that we try to keep things perfect. And what we talked about last Sunday is when that happens, uh, you know, sometimes we want to jet. And specifically what we addressed, though, in the message was when our, when our relationships come to a place where correction is needed. And uh, I want to give a, a, a disclaimer to this as well. We did it on Sunday. This is not an encouragement for people who are in abusive relationships to stay in abusive relationships. This is not for people who are abusing other people to use this against them. This is not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is correction when it comes to what we're doing wrong and someone offers us correction. It's when someone comes to us and says, hey, this is what you're doing wrong, 
and this is what you need to change. Not because they're trying to abuse us or they're trying to hold authority over us. You know, we're not talking about that, but we're talking about someone who specifically who loves us, who cares for us. And we see this in most of Jesus' ministry. And believe it or not, I believe that we as Christians are called to have this type of relationship with others, where we trust each other enough to offer correction. But here's the thing, correction has to be offered the same way Jesus offered it, with truth in love. So let's talk about why some of us can't receive truth in love. You know, if you're like me, you like giving truth, and you you don't like the love part as much, but you do like truth. And I know sometimes when I offer truth and love, it's easy for me to give it, but sometimes it's hard for me to receive it. And so I was thinking this week about why is it sometimes that I have not been able to receive truth in love from somebody. When somebody offers me correction, says, Stephen, this is what you're doing wrong, and they're not doing it to hold it over my head or to point out my flaws, they're doing it because they have the best intents for my life. Well, the first thing is real simple. I know that I've experienced this, and I believe that other people I know have experienced this as well. Pride. Pride is the most common misconception. It offers the most common misconception, I should say, because pride isn't just a recognition of what you do right all the time. Most of the time, pride is the refusal to accept what you're doing wrong. Yeah, Receiving truth and love is hard if, if you only want to hear certain truth, if you only, only want to hear what you're doing right. When you receive correction, truth in love is rooted in the fact that, hey, I want better for you, and I see that something is going wrong in your life, and here's the steps you need to take to fix it. Pride will tell you that that person is lying to you because what they're saying goes against what you believe. Well, I believe I'm just fine. I believe I'm better than that. I don't believe I'm doing this wrong. And so we choose to reject what that person who loves us is saying. A second thing is, for me especially, our past. For years, this applied to me. There were many, many times where I could not receive truth and love because I had been hurt by people in my life. And I know there's a lot of people who go through this. You know, me personally, I had authority figures in my life who lied to me, who did some things, and I thought they were offering truth and love, but they weren't. They lied about me. They lied to me. And when things went wrong, it, it, it scarred me so much that when authority in my life, when, when people I allowed to be an authority in my life came to me and tried to correct me, I would reject them. And it, it became a horrible, horrible thing where I was burning bridges with people who actually loved me. And so when you have a past of people who have abused you or hurt you, who have lied to you, sometimes it's hard for us to receive correction from people who actually do have our best at heart. They really want the best for us. And then the third thing, and this kind of leads me to this third thing as well, is, is the place. And not geographical place, but the question you need to ask yourself is, do you offer people a place of love in your life? I mean, think about it this way. If my wife comes to me and tells me something I'm doing wrong, it's something that's hurting her, it's hurting myself, it's hurting our family, I'm going to listen to her. I may not immediately accept it, I may not immediately believe it, but I'm going to listen to her, and I'm going to let her speak into my life. Why? Well, she's my wife. I've given her a place in my life to speak into my life. Now, when some random person on Twitter, which has happened before, tweets at me and tells me that everything I'm teaching is wrong, or I don't care about people, or I don't really know the real Jesus, or whatever, my first instinct is to use that amazing block button. Why? Because they don't love me. I haven't given them a place in my life to speak into me. I know they don't love me, so I'm not going to give them a place of love in my life. But there's a dangerous territory, and it kind of ties into our past 
where this factor of the place people have in your life, so you have to know that someone loves you before you offer them a place to speak into your life. And a lot of the times this happens with time. It happens over time, with maturity, with getting to know people, with being transparent, seeing that they live with integrity, seeing that they really do have your best agenda at heart, not just their best agenda. And the reason why I think this is so important too is because no matter who you are, what your background is, what your life has been like, I want to encourage you with this, God loves you. And I know there's a lot of people that they haven't grasped that, that God actually loves them. God loves you. Yeah, I know. I know. You're already thinking about all the things you've done wrong in your life, all the reasons God shouldn't love you, doesn't love you, all the bad things that have happened. No, let me tell you something. God still loves you. God can't control what other people do to you all the time, but let me tell you, He loves you. No matter where you've been, He loves you. And it's important that you know that, because if you can't receive the knowledge that God loves you, how can you ever receive His correction? The reason why a lot of people reject the correction of God is not because God's rules and regulations are so hard or so offensive or or so overbearing. It's because they have not received the knowledge that God actually loves them. Because God's truth, His correction is rooted in His love, and God loves to have the absolute best in mind for us. God wants us to have the absolute best. So we have to be able to give Him a place to speak into our lives. We have to let him speak through what the Bible teaches us, through a spiritual leader in our lives, through a pastor, a friend, or a family member, or simply through that gut feeling you get that you need to do something different or you need to avoid something. I want to encourage you. God loves you, so give him a place to speak into your life. Well, next Sunday, we are going to hit week three of He Said, She Said, and I'm going to give a special message I'm calling It Takes Two. If you have not downloaded the Revive Church podcast, do that right now. Go to reviveyourworld.com and click on the podcast link. Download it, subscribe to it in iTunes. It's awesome to take with you through the week and get encouraged. Um, these next two weeks of the He Said, She Said series, I think are going to be the absolute best messages in the entire series that we're doing. So be sure to listen to them. If you, And if you're in the area, please visit us. If you're in the DFW area, come on and be our guest. We would love to give you the VIP treatment. Well, next week, we will be back with another in-depth look of our weekend message. But until then, remember, go find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and be sure to share this podcast with others as well as subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And if you do me a favor too, rate and review this podcast on iTunes. I'd really, really appreciate it. Well, thank you again for listening. And remember, when it comes to Jesus and our lives, we should never be afraid of some real talk.